welcome to Kids for a Quid, the football show presented by kids. Hello and welcome to Kids for a Quid. My name is Ruben and I'm a Nottingham Forest fan. My name is Elliot and I'm a Chelsea fan. Uh, my name is Chris. I am the boy's dad. I'm the referee stroke grounding hand, hander over Outera and um, I am also a Forest fan as well. So best behaviour today, boys. Best behaviour. So we're in the middle. Oi, did you call me a donut? <laughs> we're in the middle of um, the international break. You are a... Yeah. What is that? A donkey. Full on donkey, a donkey. Right, anyway, we're in the middle of an international break, aren't we, at the moment? So there's no Premier League football to uh, to chat about, but we've got it coming back next week. So let's just have a, a quick revisit of game week 12 in the Premier League. But before we do that, um, because... Obviously, there was a bit of a game going on down at Chelsea, Man City. So we're going to do that as the feature game. But, Rue, talk to us about Stevie Cooper watch. What happened with Forrest this week? Well, we were 1-0 down. Should have been 1-0 down. Then it was 1-1. 2-1. 2-2. Thomas Suchek, 88th minute. 3-2. And could you see that 3-2 coming a mile off? Yeah. Yeah, massively. Forrest were. It was unfortunate. Dominguez hasn't really put a foot wrong since he's been at Forest, and uh, his his light pass back just found its way through, and West Ham went through and scored. But um, what a ball from Sangare to Gibbs White. Um, unlucky not to score himself. Then off the rebound, um, Big T back in form, sticks it in the net to make it one all. Forrest go on in the second half, and you think, yeah, we're, we're pressing on here. Elanga, good finish, and then literally by the time the Forest fans have just sat down after celebrating, it's two two. And then at the end, really, really poor. And, and Cooper was fuming after the game. Absolutely fuming. The score should have been West Ham 2, Forest 2. Well, I, I think you could argue that it should have been 2-1 to Forest because Forest were... Threw away. Threw away a win there. They threw nope. away points on the road. Oh, Elliot's knocking on stuff. You all right? <laughs> I was just going to itch my nose. Oh, yeah. Ended up taking out the mic in the process. Um, yeah, so there we go. So, yeah, 3-2 Forest. Not a great result for us. But um, before we go on to the first topic, because there's been no matches, but there's still been a change of places in the league, hasn't there? Any any reasons why? Everton got deducted by 10 points. 10 points. Wow. And what's that all about, else? Because they had... I don't exactly know why, but they had some charges against the F, against the Premier League. I think it was. I don't know why exactly, but Manchester City have got a hundred something, fifteen charges, and Chelsea have recently, uh, said said what well, it was something to do with Abramovich. Okay, so what it is is each football club basically can't spend unlimited amounts of money they have to basically fall into what's called financial fair play so it means that lots of clubs can't pour money in endlessly and lose money so Everton haven't managed their money well enough over from Covid and over the last couple of seasons so basically they've breached those rules which means they've broken those rules so the Premier League has then said well you've broke the rules so we're going to punish you and the punishment is we're going to take 10 Premier League points from you. Now there's two things that come into this. The first one is that the Premier League have said to Man City, 
you've broke the rules here 115 times. And everyone said, well, why aren't Man City getting a points fine or, or a demotion? And it's because it's still ongoing. So Manchester City have hired lots of really top-class lawyers and gone, oh, well, wait a minute, we want to discuss every legal point going here. So they're now arguing that with the Premier League and saying, well, no, we don't think you should bet. So it's going back and forth. But the moment everyone says about Everton deducting points, like you said, Elliot, straight away everyone's going, what about Man City then? So that's still ongoing, so it could happen. But if it is going to happen, do you think... Man City are just going to get 10 points deducted. What do you think will happen to them? 15 points a charge. Wow, that puts them back into about 1963, doesn't it? That's a, that's going to be a huge fine. I, I think they could they could find themselves quite low down in the Football League, if I'm honest. Ruben? Um, I think they could um, get relegated to the... the, the the Rama National League. The Panorama National League. What, the same league as like, well, it wouldn't be the Southern, it'd be the Northern League. So they could end yeah. up playing, playing sort of, yes, yeah, like yeah. some. Could um, you imagine if the local derby was Manchester City versus <laughs> FC United of Manchester? That'd be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? And, guess, <laughs> and Everton didn't take, or I heard this, but one club um, didn't take money from the bank. And of and then took it from somebody else's club. I don't. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's there's lots of different things going on. So basically, there's a big argument in football at the moment to say that should football clubs be owned by countries? So what? if you take Manchester City are backed by the royal family of I think it's Abu Dhabi. Um, oh, Newcastle so. are owned by the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which means they're they're owned by a country. So Saudi Arabia is arguably one of the richest countries in the world. So they can just pump all of their money into Newcastle Football Club, and Newcastle will never never lose money because it's all been pumped in by Saudi Arabia. So then you've got let's take for example a club like Brentford, who are owned I think by a Danish guy, and that they run on profit loss. It's a very strict policy they do. They don't lose lots of money. What The money they have, they spend it. The money they don't have, they don't spend. So is it fair that Newcastle, who have got endless money, are allowed to compete in the same league as Brentford, who have to watch what they spend? Is that is that fair? Uh, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, so that that's what a lot of people are saying. And this is where financial fair play came from. And it is a lot to do with Abramovich and Chelsea, Elliot. Because when Abramovich came into Chelsea, he was one of the the, the first big spenders so the first season he was there there was new players turn up every day and there was like 20 million here 30 and that was when 20 million and 30 million was a lot a lot of money in football so people are saying that Chelsea broke a lot of rules back then and they're looking at investigating Chelsea historically to say well did you breach rules there as well so there's a lot of stuff to unpack there about football and about charges but the only ones currently that have stuck are the fact that Everton have been deducted 10 points Elliot well, well, I think it'll be a bit harsh to get a points deduction because it's under a whole new regime. Yeah, but what's happened in the past, you can't you can't forget about that and just move on. And if it's put Chelsea in a position where potentially they've won Premier Leagues, they've won Champions Leagues because of it, then that that they may have won those unfairly. And it's the same argument for Manchester City. Would they get their title stripped if they found that they've spent all this money? And they've they've done it wrong. Should they then get okay? Well, you'll get per season. You'll get a twenty points deduction, which means titles will change hands. 
they won't be they, they might not have been in the Champions League therefore you know other teams may have won Champions Leagues those kind of things Rue uh, yes and I think it was in the first episode Elliot called Saudi Arabia me head Dungheads. <laughs> Dung well, great, re- great recall. Not sure of the relevance, but great recall. Um, yeah, so but, so that's basically where where football's at at the moment. So it's under a bit of a dark cloud when we're talking about the money, who spends the money, and how it gets spent. There's a lot of Everton fans who'd be very sad knowing that they've taken a ten point hit. But when you look at the Premier League table at the moment, taking ten points off Everton didn't put them bottom. No. And knowing that a win in game week thirteen could take them back out the bottom three. So it's it surely is a um, a penalty, but it's not as bad as it could have been. Any thoughts on Everton's plight, Rue? Um, I if Everton weren't doing well and they were like seventeenth and they got that ten point deduction, they would have gone bottom. They would have, but the but the teams above them have only got four points and six points. So it's not if it had been the teams below had been on twenty points. And they had taken Everton, say they only had 10 points, they had taken them down to zero points, then a 20-point gap is going to be a lot harder to close. The fact is they've only got a couple of points to close up, so it's actually it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. If they'd have got that deduction five games ago, let's say, when they were still pointless, they would have had a really, 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 really tough time. They would have got relegated. But you can't have such a fine stadium that they're going to get next year in. I know you can, but it just doesn't seem right to have it in the championship. It it doesn't, but you look, West Ham have been in the championship, haven't they? Forest have been in the championship. There's been some clubs with some really nice grounds and real big traditions that have gone into the lower leagues. There's no no clubs that are are, are too big to fail. Manchester City were down into League uh, One at one point. So there's some clubs that have really been down there and, and no club is too big to get relegated. And a lot of fans from bigger clubs seem to forget that. So it would be interesting to see what the following for Manchester City would be like if they were to find themselves all of a sudden going from Champions League to League Two. Champions League to Championship. There you go. OK, right. So let's talk topic one, game week 12. So game of the week was... The game at the bridge, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. By a mile. By a wow. mile. I don't, I don't think it's the game of the week. What do you think was the game of the week then, Brie? Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Spurs. I, I think that was the final five minutes of the week. That was the, the last five minutes of that game were absolutely unreal. But I think the Chelsea Spurs game had that level of what's going to happen next the entire game through. City game. Sorry, City game, yeah. Chelsea City game, yeah. No, it was Chelsea City. That's what I just said. <laughs> it was at the bridge. It doesn't matter where it was. It'd be played on the moon if it's a good game of football. Should we talk about it? Yeah. Or should we talk about geography? Geography. <laughs> Does that mean... Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. So, the game between Chelsea and Manchester City was the game of the week. Because, Elliot, you asked me the other day, what was your question about describing the game? What is the one adjective that you could use to describe that describe that game? Describe. <laughs> <laughs> I said relentless. It was just it was like a basketball game. It was just one end to the other. It's absolutely crazy. I agree. And with with the with the um Manchester City's third goal, I think it was. <laughs> it was like pinball. Yeah, it was nuts. 
absolutely nuts. And it was the week before when we had the Chelsea Spurs game, and everyone was saying, "Oh, well, you know, Chelsea smashed." You know, four goals past Spurs. It was a nine-man Spurs, and there's a lot of people saying, "Well, it was they were playing against nine players. Obviously, it's going to be easier to score." And and the Spurs' high line was so ridiculous that it was it was a great game to watch. But a lot of people, me included, were saying, "Yeah, but are Chelsea going to be able to cut it against teams like Man City?" And wow, they they proved us right, didn't they? They re- proved me wrong, but proved themselves right that they back themselves and they can get results against some of these 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 huge juggernaut clubs like Man City. Yeah, they can, and I think it just shows that we have can give good teams run for their monies. <laughs> yeah. Like, like with the Arsenal game, I think it was four weeks ago. Now we were two 0 up, and then Arsenal again. We 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 have a habit of conceding late goals. We. we... Yeah, Ruben's just doing cartwheels <laughs> in his chair at the moment. He's going to be asked to sit down so he doesn't <laughs> smash into the microphone with the chair again. Good boy, well done. That's what we like. Really well behaved, well behaved young people on a podcast. That's what we love. So when we're looking at Chelsea a couple of weeks ago, Elliot, you were on the verge of going, "Is Poch going to get sacked?" And you actually had a message for all Chelsea fans, didn't you? Saying, "Hang in there, it's going to be okay." So now, where are your thoughts with Poch and Chelsea? What what's what's going through your mind now when you think of? Maurizio Pochettino and Maurizio Pochettino's new Chelsea. What what are your thoughts? Europa League. Oh wow, okay, so we've gone from there's a potential of bottom half possible relegation to now we're thinking the heady heights of fifth. Mm. You think it's too late for a Champions League charge? No. Well, I think Chelsea are going to get nothing. Two seasons in a row. You don't think they'll qualify for Europe? I reckon they'll finish in the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's fair enough. That's your opinion, Ruby. Why actually, is that? I think they might finish ninth, tenth, or the rest of the bottom half, apart from relegation. So you you think they could finish anywhere below sort of ninth? Well, ninth is top half. So you think do you think they'll finish ninth, tenth, eleventh, or basically you'll finish from nine nine or below? Yeah, apart saying. from the okay. relegation, because I don't. I think Chelsea are improving. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait to see Nkunku play. Yeah, I think Nkunku's going to be a bit of a difference. But one player who's playing out of his socks at the moment is Cole Palmer, isn't he? Yep. England call-up as well. He's he- got Chelsea in the palm of his hands. Get out. <laughs> get out now. Yeah, get out now. That was terrible. <laughs> 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 A bit of a, <laughs> a yellow card just been issued for that, Elliot. That was terrible. Um, yeah, so Cole Palmer, really bad puns aside, has been um, playing fantastic for Chelsea and he did all right for England, although it was a really poor performance from England, but we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah, he scored a goal against his old club as well and celebrated. I thought he just stood there and Jackson pushed him. Oh, he kind of sort of like shrugged a little bit, didn't he? As if to be like, yeah, you know. I'm the guy, I just scored a goal. <laughs> no, 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 he just stand there and as soon as Jackson pushed him, he was like... Yeah, so, but anyway, a great turnaround for Chelsea and hopefully we'll, we'll get to see them playing some of the good football that they used to play. Pochettino's a brilliant manager, but a question for you, Elliot. What is the, the, the key difference between what Graham Potter had with Chelsea and what... Pochettino has with Chelsea because they both had loads of new players to bring in 
and they both had the same thing. So what's the difference? Why is it working for Poch, but why didn't it work for Graham Potter? Because I think because um, Graham Potter came in halfway through the season. Okay. Um, and he didn't. He wasn't with them for three seasons, so he didn't try all the players. Okay. So. I think it's got something to do with Watch Potch did. Watch Potch did. What Potch did. Careful, because you're on a yellow card. <laughs> you might get sent off. What you, you get sent Potch off, and then it'll be like, oh, you get like a two match ban. What? And then two, two week ban, and it'll just be me, me and Rue will just do a forest show for two <laughs> weeks. That'd be brilliant. No! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to any Derby fans out there. Don't ever apologise to Derby fans. Um, okay, right, so. Um, I agree with you, Elliot. I think pre-season is really important and, and it's probably, um, as a coach myself, there's a lot, I, I was thinking at a match today, there's a lot of time when, um, all I, I want more time. I want more time to be able to do things. I want more time to be able to plan things in. Game days go so fast. And I think for coaches and, and managers in, in, the, in the Premier League professionally, having that pre-season must be so important to get all of your players understanding how you want to play, learning what condition they're in, and then trying to get a really good kind of team gelling together from the start. That's what put, that's what Potter didn't have. No, well, he like you said, he came in halfway through. But then, if you look at um, Cooper at Forest, his first season in, he came in. Um, I think we were eleven games in. We had one point in the championship, and we got promoted that season. So maybe it works differently for different managers and different clubs. Exactly that. So let's move on. So Rue, you mentioned an absolute astounding result for um, for Gary O'Neill's Wolves. What a performance that wasn't until the last ten minutes. Well, if if there was this thing called last five minutes of a game of a week, <laughs> yeah, guess what that would be? Wolf Spurs. It was crazy. It, Lem R Lemar. I don't Lem. Lemina. Yeah, Lemina. He scored to make it one-one, and when we went to watch Southampton Wolves, he got sent off. He did, didn't he, for Southampton? Yeah, and Wait, you, Wolves. No, he was playing for Southampton then. No. He signed for Wolves in the um, transfer window. No. Oh, no, we didn't know you were right. Yeah, because they, they had 10 men. Yeah, they lost to 10 men, didn't they? But do you know what he got sent for off in that game? We're going off, to, off plot here, but do you know why he got sent off that day? Okay. Why? He'd already got a yellow card beforehand. Oh, yeah. He got sent off because he was the third player to run up to the referee. Yeah. So, and Jared Gillett was the ref, who I think is one of the best refs in the league. He basically played the rules exactly. So all of the um, the, the players came and crowded around him to try and get a decision, and two are allowed to, but the third player turned up, so he just went, no, that's your second yellow card, off you go. But that's how bad Southampton were. They couldn't even beat uh, a 10-man Wolves team. Anyway, fast forward back to this. So two, late goals. Molyneux went mental at the end. Absolutely mental. Yeah. Is it good to see a stadium like Molyneux go mental? Yeah. No, no. no. says no. No, because you want to hear like the big, big stadiums go mental. You you sometimes want the roof to go off. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> so I, I love it because I, I think Wolves fans, I know Wolves fans, Wolves are a fantastic club. And I, I think these are the, the real heart of English football. I, th- I think clubs like Wolves, Forest, who, are, who have got the traditions and have got the, the really passionate fans and, and not these, you know, 60,000 capacity empty stadiums or just really quiet stadiums. I loved seeing that. I love seeing all those Wolves fans go crazy at the end. I thought it was brilliant. I just felt sorry for Brennan Johnson again. 
injured. First goal for Wolves. Spurs. For, yeah, Spurs. It's a, it's been a long day. Um, anyway, right. Next game, Bournemouth versus Newcastle. That was a bit of a turnover, wasn't it? Yeah. What happened there? So, um, it was interesting because we all thought, right, Newcastle are gonna in the Champions League. It's pretty much over. Yeah. In the Champions League, it's pretty much over. Well, if you look at their group, it is. If they lose. Yep. Because they have to win their next two. Okay, but back in the Premier League? Um, We were all thinking, right, they can get back to this. They're playing Bournemouth. Yeah. Look at Bournemouth. They're not doing at all. Well, I don't know how, how bottled that. Well, Newcastle, I think, have got something like 11 first-team players injured. So there's a lot of their quality that weren't available. So they were really low on the ground for numbers. Um, they didn't really gel very well. And Bournemouth, to be fair, played their socks off. Dominic Solanke was superb, absolutely superb. And at the end of the game, Kieran Trippier went over to the Newcastle fans because they were getting quite a lot of abuse, uh, the Newcastle players were. And, and he sort of said to a lot of the players, did you not think we were playing the best we could? Do you not realise how many players we've got out injured? Newcastle started with a 17-year-old in the middle of the midfield who's never played before for Newcastle in a Premier League game. So there's a lot of injuries in there. So it's a lot of expectation on a young person to say, right, you're making your Premier League debut because we've got so many players injured. Tonali suspended for nine months. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's going on at Newcastle. So a result like that was bound to come up at some point. But do you think this is now it for Newcastle and they're just going to drop out the Champions League and then they're going to flop in the Premier League and it's going to be an average season for them, Brew? Yes, and what did Trippier do when he went over to the Bournemouth fans? Well, I think he was captain. So sometimes, we were talking about us earlier about responsibilities of a captain and being a good leader. And sometimes you, when you walk up, you know, you, you've, got to, you've got to face that and you've got to go, right, do you know what we've lost? These guys have all travelled down a six-hour, seven-hour journey, whatever it is. I'm going to go and speak to them and just, you know, say, you know, sorry, guys, it, it wasn't the result we wanted. We tried. But there were players there that obviously were expecting, uh, fans there that were expecting, you turn up at Bournemouth and it's three points. So they were cross with Newcastle and say, well, how, what, how could you not win that game? And Trippi has just said, look, we tried. We tried the best we could. All of us put a good shift in. We just weren't good enough today. They were better. We're sorry. We'll try again. Some people didn't like that. And Trippi just went, well, fine. And that's not a good fan. You, and this is why I say to you, boys, you've got to back your team through good and through bad. So if your team loses, you still got to back your team. you you still got to get behind them. Standing on the terraces and shouting abuse at players doesn't do anything for anyone. And that's why you got to back your players. Even if they play bad, you've still got to back your team. Um, I was going to say, yeah, you have to back your team up. And if fans are abusing you, you don't abuse them. No, you rise above it. You just ignore you them. Because as a, as a footballer, you're always going to get people shouting at you. That's just the way. And if they abuse you, you, like, say to them, we're sorry, we tried our best, and we'll hopefully win next time. And if it works out, then Newcastle fans won't abuse them. They'll it's just sing. It's all about being a football fan, Rue. It's literally about following your team through good results, bad results, and always being there for your team. That's what it is. Right, okay. Arsenal versus Burnley. 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 
Any takers? Anyone want to chat about that uh, one? Or are we just going, nah, me, Nah. <laughs> I'd rather nah. be doing the sewing. Okay, all right. Well, you, I, wait, so, wait. But Vieira's red card, I have to say first. Okay. That was a red card. Okay. Even Mikel Arteta said, after his rant the previous week yeah, about Yeah, so he, he's Newcastle not one to game. normally agree with referees, is he? No, they're talking about him being banned from the touchline because of what he said, apparently. Yeah, he got charged the other week. And, um... Um, it was kind of funny because I watched a bit of the interview and he said, um, thanks for Mikel for making the right decision. And then I was like, no, you're Mikel. And then I realised he meant Mikel Oliver. Oh, Michael Oliver. Yeah. But he says Mikel. Okay, Ruth. The rest of the results were Aston Villa 3, Fulham 1, Brighton 1, Sheffield United 1. Liverpool 3, Brentford 0, um, Crystal Palace 2, Everton 3, Manchester United 1, Luton 0. Yeah, so the um, the Ever- uh, Crystal Palace 2, Everton 3 game, that was a brilliant game. Yeah. That, was, that was end-to-end stuff as well. Some really good, even games going on in the Premier League, which is what we like to see. We don't want to see one team smashing it every yeah. single week. We want to see good, close games. And we, we had a really, really good week of that. <laughs> All right, topic two, the boys have provided this week a football would you rather. So Rue's going to kick us off. Rue, what's your first would you rather? Would you rather watch Grimsby Town or watch a Wrexham? Uh, is it for one game or a season or what? Uh, just a game. Um, Elliot, what do you think? Wrexham, I just think their, their rise from what they have been through as a club is incredible, I think. Just for the magic of Wrexham, I think I go watch Wrexham rather than Grimsby. Yeah. Okay, well, hopefully bump into Deadpool as well, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Wait, what? Which which one was Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds is, uh, plays Deadpool in the Marvel <laughs> films. <laughs> does... he's, he's the co-owner of Wrexham. Does yeah. he? Yes, he does, yeah. Um, so I, I'd be honest with you, exactly the same, Ellie. I, I think the the stadium at Wrexham's going to be developed in something fantastic. It's huge uh, for the league that they're in. Uh, they seem a really great crowd, and yeah, there's a massive buzz around the club. So yeah, I think. Um, sorry, Grimsby. I'm. I'll, I'll be down in Wales with Elliot. What about you, Brie? Grimsby. Okay. Why? Because you like Haddock. No. <laughs> like, do you see what league are they in? I don't know. Two? Don't know. One. I think. No, two, yeah. Two, I think. Okay, two. never mind. I just like uh, the look of a stadium because it's like big, but it's small. <laughs> it's not the biggest. <laughs> it's like not the biggest, but it looks good. Okay. All of like the facility looks good. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, fair enough. Right, Elliot, um, your question you said is... Would you rather there be no more World Cups or no more Champions League? Rui, what do you think of that? I'm going to say no more Champions League. Yeah. So, Elliot, would this be a case of no more Champions League in its current format (coughs) and go back to, like, a European Cup (coughs) when it was just one team? (coughs) Sorry, Rui. You all right? Good, yep. When it was just the, the actual winners of the league, like it was in like the eighties, or would you have it where it's literally no, there's just no Champions League at all? Uh, I'd have no Champions League at all. But then 
replace the World Cup like an every year tournament wow. rather than replace. So basically, replace the. Ah, but your your would you rather is is no more World Cup or no more Champions League. You got to pick one. You can't put a caveat in there. That's my bad for probably suggesting you could. Uh, so pick one or the other. No more, no more Champions League. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. I think that at the World Cup is brilliant because even people who don't watch the world, don't watch football normally, get involved with the World Cup. I think it's a great competition. Um, okay, cool. Right, Rue, what's your next one? No Premier League or no FA Cup. Premier League gone <laughs> okay Rue straight off the bat there out the blocks like a greased weasel <laughs> what, do, what do you reckon Elliot no Premier League or no FA Cup no Premier League yeah. they they should turn the FA Cup into you said no more Premier League oh, not no more yeah. FA Cup uh, no more Premier League okay so because because the FA Cup is just like, I think last year, I think Gillingham, I think it was, got to the semi-finals or someone like that. Yeah. Or was it Grimsby? I think it was Wrexham. No, it was because they played Brighton yeah. in the semis and then Brighton quarters even. And then Brighton smashed them. I'm, look, I'm looking at our researcher here and she's just looking at me blankly going, I don't even know what an FA Cup is. <laughs> so, um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll fact check that one and we'll come back. But yeah, not I, for me, exactly the same. I think the Premier League has, is, has changed football in, in, in England since 92 in its inception. Um, it's a completely different game. It, it's purely about money now. The FA Cup, uh, sadly for a lot of lower league teams, is all about money because clubs like... Weymouth, our local town, the further they get into the competition, the more money they get. And that money can keep the club running. So the Premier League um, is just a complete money machine. But the FA Cup gives the small teams the opportunity to try and compete against the big teams. And I think that level of the competition is that 11 versus 11. You know, anybody can get a result. And it's just that that kind of that um, romance of the FA Cup, as they call it. And I, I think it's fantastic. So I would keep the FA Cup absolutely every single time. Also, Horsham played against somebody, Barnsley, the other night. And teachers and uh, plumbers were in their 11. Real people playing football. <gasps> <gasps> But this is it. So that's exactly the point, Elliot. Is you're looking at semi-professional teams who you know people may be um, postmen and teachers and and you know and they have a day job and then they go and play football. So, but it used to be like that in the Premier League. It used to be some some again before the Premier League in the old First Division. Some footballers would still have day jobs. Some would still go and do that, and it's only changed since the amount of money that's been pumped back into the Premier League. So it's a change thing. So that's why I love the FA Cup because it does give your plumbers, your roofers, your carpenters, or whatever, a chance to go uh, go and play football against your Erling Haaland's. Right, Elliot's. Uh, sorry, um, yeah, Elliot's one was: Would you rather own a club or manage a club, Rue? That's a tough one because club owner, you need to do more work. How's how's that work? Because if you're a club owner, you have to like design the kit. You have a designer for that. Oh, 
Uh, I don't even know what a club is. So a club owner would basically have the responsibility of running a club. So oh, yeah, like... they would basically be the one paying all the bills, but you get to choose the manager. You get to basically make decisions that, that which direction your club's going to go. A ah. manager is going to have to pick the team, do transfers, coach the team, be successful. So you've got two different things because... I'm going to say club manager because if I'm like managing City I have a hard choice between Dockham and Bernardo Silva so, so let's Robert. say let's say that you're managing the Dock and Dog uh, the Dock and Dog the Duck and Dog pub team yeah. alright you're the manager not the owner yeah. so you don't need to worry about all these world class players and stuff like yeah. that so are you either going to own the pub or run the team run the team because Owning a pub would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> so and 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 so that that's exactly the thing. Owning a football team, there's a lot of responsibility and a lot of stuff which I don't imagine is is much fun. What do you think, Elliot? Well, in 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 running a in owning a team, there is that little bit you've got to make sure that like you've got to make sure that you make the right decisions to keep the club open. Whereas the manager, you're just focused on getting the best out of your players. So I think I'd rather be a manager. So I was going to say, so with the manager, what happens as well is that the manager's responsibility also takes over the owner's responsibility because it's the manager's job to keep the team playing well and moving up leagues and winning trophies. Because if they don't do that, it makes the owner's job harder because they're not making as much money and they can't keep the club going. So it's a harder job probably as a manager, um, but it's uh, more of a your owner. You've just got to make the right choices and put the right people in the right places. And as we've seen at Chelsea in the last however many managers they've gone through in two, three years, um, Abramovich, Bowley, have, have they made the right decisions? Uh, no, they've made absolutely the wrong decisions for Chelsea. And then you look at it and say, well, has the manager made the wrong decisions in his coaching? Mm, yeah. Ah. I actually... <gasps> Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, let's move on to Rue. You've got your next question. Sitting on the bench every game or every time you try and score, you hit the crossbar. Elliot, what are you thinking? I'd rather hit the crossbar because at least you know you get minutes on the pitch. It's all about minutes. It's not necessarily scoring goals. Okay. It's about answer. getting minutes on the pitch. Really, what are you thinking? Um, hitting the crossbar. You. But so, so just to clarify, then on this one, you're never coming off the bench. You're always on the bench. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, you you're always on the bench, but you're like. So you, so you're never, you're literally, there's, there's, it's like a park bench. It's like your name has been like put on the back of it, like Ruben's seat. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to get splinters because you're never coming off that bench. No, um, you're never going to come off that bench because you're like, like a youth player. Okay. A very so, like. So you're never going to grow up, and you're never going to. So literally, you're yeah. just always on the bench. Okay, yeah. right. So, so always on the, on the bench, or every time you every time you try to score, you hit the crossbar. Yeah. I okay. went for every time you're trying to hit the crossbar because you'll still get the assists. So yeah, so yeah, okay. So you could change the way you play so that you're not having to shoot. So then you just create chances for other players and do assists. Okay, that's fine. Right, Els, your last one. You've got oh, this is a question. 
Would you rather have as your father, Luke? I am your father. No. Would you rather have Messi or Ronaldo? And how are you ranking this? Is this like in terms of going for a kick around in the park, or or like how are you, how are you scoring this as a question? What? Well, just a complete question. Just yeah, no, no. I, I, that's that's what, why that's why I'm asking. What? What? Okay, let me let me ask another way. Um, Elliot, what's your answer and why? <laughs> Messi, purely because I wouldn't want a father that has such an attitude as Ronaldo. <laughs> I, I, I'm not doing this because I'm a Forest fan, and, <laughs> uh, but I would say none. No, okay. I would not want to be any of the goats' dads. Okay, no, you're not their dads. <laughs> They're your dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't want the goats to be my dad. And if you don't know what that means, no, that's fine. I get G it. G right. means greatest. O means of. A oh. means. On <laughs> greatest of, of all, all time. time, greatest of all time, G O A T. I might have a goat thing on it. Oh no, it's a, it's a screaming goat. Um, anyway, <laughs> okay, no, um, all right, yeah, so that, that's a strange right. Have we got any other topics this week, or are we are we nice and tight on there? Feature, ah, the feature. Hang on, let's get some feature music going. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet in the back. (laughs) 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 It's feature time. That donkey's done all right this weekend. It's been on three times now. All right, so we decided that we would do... I'm just quit looking through these. I'm not happy with some of these scores. Um, We would do feature predictions this week. So coming up into the... um, the game week 13? <laughs> 14. Um, no, yeah, 13. Yeah, 13. Yeah, 13. so um, international break is over this week. Uh, next week we go back into football. Um, and right, so feature predictions. So I'm going to read these out. How are we going to do this? Because you've already written them down. Uh, do you just want me to ask you, Rue, or do you just want me to read yours out? And then you can say, are you going to change it or keep it the same? I'll read mine. Okay, you read yours out then, mate. I won't change any of them. Okay, mate. I'll just keep them the same, and then we'll have a talk about them once I've said all of them. Okay. Manchester City 2, Liverpool 2. You've got to do it in your best football, um, reading reading the scores oh. voice. They're like, Manchester City 2, oh, no. Liverpool okay. Okay, okay. 2. Burnley, nil. West Ham, 2. Luton, nil. Crystal Palace, 1. Newcastle United, 1. Chelsea, nil. Nottingham Forest. Two, Brighton and Hove Albion. Three. We'll talk about that in a minute. Sheffield United. One. Three. Sheffield United. Three. AFC Bournemouth. One. Brentford. Nil. Arsenal. Two. Tottenham Hotspurs. Three. Aston Villa. Three. Everton. One. Manchester United. Two. Fulham. Nil. Fulham. Three. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Nil. All right, Rue. Okay, right. Firstly, Forest 2, Brighton 3. What? <laughs> Forest have not lost. Forest have only lost, I think, two games out of 19 at home in the Premier League. Oh, okay, I think I might want to change that, actually. I'm not trying to encourage you no, to change it. I'm no. just telling you, Forest home for... I'm, next week, you could be going, I told you it was going to be 3-2, and it turns out it was Forest nil, Brighton 7. But <laughs> just, yeah, Forest got, home form. I've got, actually, I'm going to change it. 
Nottingham Forest 2, Brighton and Hove Albion 2. Okay, all right, that's fine. I um, reckon Alanga and Awanyi are going to score. Some proper predictions being pumped in there, Rui. Okay, so Man City Liverpool 2 2. That's going to be a really, really good game. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Burnley 0 West Ham. Yeah, Luton Crystal Palace. I think it'll be a tight game. Newcastle 1 Chelsea 0. I'm not so sure about that one. I um, think it is going to be a tight game. Sheffield United picking up three points at home to Bournemouth. That's going to be an interesting game. Brentford Arsenal. That could be a potential banana skin for Arsenal. Spurs Villa. Goals galore in that one. Loving that. Oh, are we all right? Um, Everton Man United. Ooh, close one. And then Fulham Wolves. Right, Elliot, shall I read yours out in the style No, of... I'll do it. You're going to do yours. Are you okay? Right, let's hand it over to our researcher who's going to come on over with the board our chief correspondent uh, English <laughs> Premier League scores no wait English Premier League the predictions oh, hang up I'm reading Ruben. <laughs> so we, we've, we've never had a, like, a football commentator on Soccer Saturday. He's gone, I'm really sorry I'm laughing so much just bear with me a second while I read these out <laughs> Bad City 3 Liverpool won. Burnley won. The Hammers three. The Hatters won. The Eagles won. The the Morty Trees won. Brighton. Oh yeah, I'm reading the wrong. Oh my days. Uh, uh, Elliot's had a right mare there. <laughs> He's reading the wrong weeks out. You watch it. In a minute, it'll be like celery, <laughs> carrots, potatoes. Be like, Elliot, that's the shopping list. <laughs> right, should we, do you want me to read it out? Or no, you, I'll do okay, it. Okay, all right, here we go. Right, brace yourselves. <laughs> the Magpies won. The best team in the world, too. The Baldy Trees won. Bright, uh, the Seagulls three. Sheffield United nil. Bournemouth nil. Brentford nil. Arsenal one. Spurs one. Aston Villa two. Ooh, wow. Everton two. Man U one. Fulham. One, Wolverhampton Wanderers, two. Wow, okay, well done, Elliot. Persevere that, well done, mate. Um, yeah, okay, so let's have a look at it. was Man City, Liverpool, okay. Yeah, I, I think there's some really... Newcastle, Chelsea, I think that's a good shout. Forest, Brighton, no, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> Spurs, Villa, though, that, that's going to be a really interesting game because, again, Spurs have got, uh, similar to Newcastle, they've got a lot of injuries now. They've got... James Madison. Madison, Van der Ven. Yeah, apparently Madison's out um, until the new year. Um... Uh, Van der Ven is, is out as well, same time. Um, so Spurs have got some real injury problems there. Um, Everton 2, Manchester United 1. I, th I think that's a good shout, Elliot, because I think Everton are going to be absolutely pumped up to try and get some points to get away from the uh, the points deduction. And I think as well, United are so unpredictable that you just don't know what team's going to turn up. So, um, yeah, wow, great predictions, boys. Loving that. Right, that brings us to the end. Let's do the old whistle. <laughs> what is that? No, that was the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry about that. I was <laughs> on the, the wrong page of the stream deck and it was this guy. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. So that's the end of the show. So thank you very much for listening. Um, and um, yeah, I think just as a, a bit of a, a big thank you from the boys and myself because um, loads and loads of people are listening to the show. Um, we've had some guests on. We're going to get some more guests. Obviously, Rue said last week we've got um, Nottingham Forest uh, legend Mark Crossley um, is going to be on the show in the new year. Um, and if you want to come on the show, um, it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, um, <laughs> give us a shout. Um, send us messages on socials. Um, we're always interested to speak to new people. Obviously, kind of has to be football related. Um, not just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm a plumber. Um, I want to talk to you about my favourite sinks. Um, it's more of a, a football-related <laughs> show. But if you are interested, uh, drop us a message on Kids for a Quid on the socials, and um, hopefully we'll speak soon. Boys, what do you say? Bye. Hopefully we'll be speaking to you about the magpies falling out of a nest next week. All right. That's a red card. All right, yeah. Rue. Uh, yep. Hopefully we. Not smash the seagulls, but just... No, we smash them. Hopefully we smash them. Yeah, and make sure the seagulls steal Chelsea's chips next week. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, all right. I mean, the week after next. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Kids for a Quid, the football podcast by kids.